and welcome back to Where There's a Will, There's a Burnham Way for episode 5. My name is Will Jones, I hope everyone's had a good week, albeit a football-free week for Bolton, but a good one nonetheless. There's been plenty going on in the world of Bolton Wanderers, uh, despite a ball not being kicked in 7 days, which uh, should have featured 3 games, but instead only featured 1 which uh, obviously was already covered in last week's show, which was of course that uh, that 2-0 win over Leighton Orient. Um, an unfortunate yet unavoidable drop in momentum for Wanderers, but a chance to bring the new signings up to speed, a big talking point for episode 5, uh, and for us to inch ever closer to, to a fully fit squad. Um, of course, Sars will only be a few weeks off now, uh, with almost two weeks having already passed since since his groin injury, uh, which was reported by Ian Everett. Um, you just need some games now. Anyway, let's get cracking with uh, with covering the events of the last seven days or so. What has been going on? Well, Monday was, of course, transfer deadline day, uh, kicking the week off strongly, uh, though the first move of the day wasn't actually in our favour, as uh, George Taft departed permanently for Scunthorpe. Now, I actually mistakenly said this myself in uh, in last week's show that he was already a Scunthorpe player, uh, as I tripped over my words, funnily enough. Um, entirely coincidental, I must stress. <laughs> I, knew, uh, I knew nothing about it at the time, so I must say, when I heard he was on the move, I almost felt guilty for that accidentally, <laughs> accidental uh, mishap, but... Uh, you know, given it actually happened just hours later, but you know, I felt even more disappointed really that we let him go. Um, you know, the centre half fell out of favour very early on, too early for my liking. Um, he was just a victim of, of our lack of form early on in the season uh, as we looked for our best 11. I struggled to comprehend why he hadn't been re included at some stage, to be honest. Um, but you know, Rico Santos and Ryan Delaney were Everett's chosen pairing. Uh, that saw Taft go out on loan. Um, Delaney was then suspended. Alex Baptiste filled in, who I must say was excellent. Um, but it, it does show that I think even Taft could have slotted in there quite seamlessly. Um, obviously, there's a significant reason to believe that he could have been a Tobias Phoenix signing. I know there's a big theory over that, and uh, you know we're trying to, to draft them out every so every so often, or you know kind of as quickly as we can. I'm not as sure as to as to the you know the legitimacy of that. Um, that could have been something to do with him being on the move, nevertheless. Um, even if he was, I think it is a hasty move on the club's behalf. Um, it's a shame to see him go, and uh, especially immediately finding form at the fellow League Two club. Obviously, wish Tafty well um, and, and and the best there, but I'd, I'd much rather we've kept him for ourselves. Anyway, there was plenty more to be cheerful about as uh, as the day went on. Rumours emerged firstly that we were uh, after a new keeper, Jason Lutweiler, namely. I think I've pronounced that right, but might have completely butchered it. Um, either way, he then joined Huddersfield, which debunked that first theory. Um, then news from West Ham emerged that uh, club legend Kevin Nolan was lining up a youthful talent for us to take on loan. Dapo Afalayan, uh, one I knew little about, if I'm honest, uh, but I was entirely open to the idea of anyway. Um, Ian Everett then soon revealed after in his uh, pre-match presser for the rearranged Mansfield game that we had two incomings lined up and ready to go uh, with the potential of another th- coming through the door uh, one of which ever labelled as a maverick which uh, sparked the room milling to life that day um, it soon became clear as to who he was referring to Sky reported were interested in Charlton Wigan Marcus Madison one which really uh, piqued my interest and gave us something to get really excited about. Um, but it was someone else who grabbed the headlines first. Uh, Bolton brought in Burnley keeper Lucas Jensen, a giant at six foot seven who uh, is inevitably going to replace Billy Krellin as backup to Matt Gilks or possibly even challenge for his first choice spot. Um, I know Gilks wants to get back to a more full-time training role or coaching role rather. 
so it opens the door for Jensen to step in. It's just a question of whether we change a solid shot stopper at such an uncertain stage of the season, uh, obviously which could swing our campaign either way. Um, I would take the plunge, but would you? Let me know in the comments. Um, then just half an hour later, Ruben Newby Dapo Afaline was then announced uh, as a Wanderer on loan until the end of the season. Another encouraging, uh, encouraging addition uh, with Marcus Madison's name doing the rounds. Uh, it, it was the marquee move that, that was gaining the fans' interest really more than anything. Um, it then emerged that Ali Crawford could be on his way out, specifically to Tranmere, uh, which looked like a case of one in, one out where Madison was concerned. Uh, that obviously just added fuel to the rumour fire. Uh, but it was holding midfielder MJ Williams who was next through the door uh, on a permanent 18th month long deal. Um, another really promising signing who I know has come through the ranks at Liverpool and has most recently been at Blackpool. Um, MJ was later then confirmed as, a, as registered for Tuesday's game at Mansfield and uh, was subsequently the only one of the four signings uh, to play immediately at such short notice. Yes, that's right, four signings. We'll get on to that. Um, in his blog, Mark Owls then all but confirmed that youngster Ronan Darcy would be staying put and that it was part of Ian Everett's plans, which I in particular was pleased to hear and I'd like to see him given another run in the team at some stage. And then out of the blue, the big move was confirmed. Uh, Marcus Madison was a wanderer. Wow, what a move. Big signing, big statement of intent for a suitably big club. Um, I am biased, I must say. Um, I was buzzing about that one. Uh, I still am, to be honest. I, I can't wait to see him play. We've, we've seen the interview and clips of him in training, and he's one of the fans. One of the, the fans are just going to absolutely love. Um, I think, providing he performs, of course. I know he's got a bit of a reputation, but I think he's come to the club for the right reasons. At least I hope. Regan Riley then departed for Norwich, uh, a move which appeared to be possible as early as last week, given I mentioned it in episode 4, um, that was confirmed on Monday. Shame to see Regan go, given how promising he's looked uh, the few games he's played, but it seemed like it was the right move for all parties, given the rumoured 250k price tag. Uh, money well spent for Norwich, money well gained by Bolton, money ball does ring a bell. Um, anyway... Ali Crawford then left for Tranmere, as earlier reported. Um, it hasn't worked out for Ali, to be honest, and uh, he hasn't been at the races this season. Uh, admittedly, he hasn't been massively in favour, but even so, when he's come on, he hasn't been quite at his best. And, and the, the Ali we saw last year in League One, um, it sounds as if that move could become permanent in Summer 2, so that may well be the last we see of him. Another Keith Hill signing that obviously wants to rejoin him, and uh, wasn't in Ian Everett's plans. Um, and that was the last move of the day actually with, with Tom White's return to Blackburn Rovers confirmed the next morning which uh, was, was also match day uh, once again was being the key word um, just over an hour before kickoff, Mansfield's pitch hadn't held up once again uh, and the fixture was postponed um, a real shame off the back of a win that we couldn't throw ourselves straight into another game um, equally frustrating that the team had travelled and the decision had been made so late obviously the opposite to the last time but you know, even so it's been rearranged again hopefully third time's a charm for the 16th of February I then helped to fill the uh, the live commentary gap on BBC Radio Manchester with Jack Dearden, a name I've mentioned a lot recently. I'm still hoping to get him on, uh, certainly a conversation that needs to be had. Uh, club legend John McGinley was also on, uh, fellow fans Christina and Stephen. Had a really good chat with those guys on the airwaves about all things Bolton for an hour or so. You can find that in the archives on BBC Sounds from Tuesday night if you'd like to listen back. 
Salford's game was also off on Tuesday night. I suppose the opponents for Saturday just gone uh, yesterday at the time of recording. Um, worrying signs that the with the weather unlikely to improve before then. It was another nervy wait to see if we'd have three games in a row postponed. Um, it was then a, a relatively quiet rest of the week on the Bolton front, but a lively one elsewhere with uh, with Manchester United equaling the Premier League win record of nine nil. Yeah, that's nine nil over Southampton. That's the second time they've they've had that in just over a year, I believe. Um, but also some awful news, which I uh, I received earlier in the week about former Longridge captain George Melling being diagnosed with uh, with MND. It's a condition which Stephen Darby also has, a former Wanderer. It's devastating, really. Um, I know, I don't know George personally, uh, but I do know how much it's affected a lot of the people involved with, with Longridge who knew him well. Um, so I send him my best. I've donated to, to his Just Given page, as I'd urge you all to. And that's on my Twitter. I'll also link it in the bio of this week's episodes on, uh, on all the audio platforms, should you wish to donate. As I said, I'd really encourage you to do that. Some of his closest pals, including Longridge manager Lee Ashcroft, um, you know, and uh, and a couple of others, have arranged a bike ride uh, fundraiser to all of his previous clubs in May. Um, again, details of which are all readily available on the Just Giving page and on social media. Best wishes to George once again. Further to that, some more sad news broke, as Captain Sir Tom Moore has passed away at the age of 101. Um, a real hero and a national treasure following his efforts during the first lockdown to raise multi-millions for the NHS during doing 100 laps of his garden on his 100th birthday. Thoughts with his family. May you rest in peace. In other news, the only really relevant topics to cover from midweek include Ian Everts' presser uh, before Salford, which he, uh, as anticipated, confirmed the availability of all four deadline day signings for the fixture, which got us uh, looking forward to that one. This past week also marks six years uh, since the Liverpool FA Cup replay, uh, having held the current Premier League title holders to a goalless draw at Anfield. Wonder strikes from Raheem Sterling and uh, Philip Coutinho on the replay were enough to see off Bolton, uh, despite an Ardigan Johnson penalty early on. Um, obviously, the relevance being to the White Hot story, the anniversary of that was only a week or two ago as well. How I wish we were still able to compete with the likes of Liverpool. Anyway, on to Saturday, match day, Salford away, and uh, yet another disappointing postponement. Again, the lack of drainage and facilities at this level is really starting to show now. Um, you know, obviously, we, I think we really take the Reebok or the Uniball, as it's now called, for, for granted, to be honest. Our facilities are amazing. Um, they always have been, but even now, it's uh, still holding up really well. Um, and we're still able to hold the training session at Lostock on Saturday afternoon, which, you know, obviously, to, just to keep the players active, which speaks volumes, to be honest, to say that the condition of the training pitch was, was better than Salford's uh, main one. I'll, uh, I'll say no more on that. Just frustrating, really, though. Um, you know, not only are we losing momentum, but we're also having to wait longer to watch our new signings in action. Um, only until this coming Tuesday, though, which is Morecambe at home. Um, no fears over that one being off, really, with it being at home. So that's certainly one to look forward to, anyway. So yeah, the games are piling up, but uh, it'll be an interesting one to watch to see, you know, how we cope and uh, and if it perhaps even favours us how regularly we're going to be playing. We'll just have to see. Anyway, I think that's enough waffle for me for another week. Um, that brings us to the end of this week's episode, number five. Um, as always, you can find both me and the podcast on all social media platforms. It's at 
WIL1J and at WTAWTABW. Um, and for business inquiries, you can email WTAWTABW at gmail.com. Subscribe, like, comment, share, all that good stuff on whichever platform you're listening to me on. And uh, hopefully before long, uh, you won't have to keep listening to me drone on, as I've got some great guests lined up. So, uh, yeah, until then, thank you very much for tuning in to episode five of Where There's a Will, There's a Burnham Way. And I will catch you next week for episode six on Sunday, the 14th of February, Valentine's Day. Have a great week, everyone. Bye now.